Hey, hey, you were listening to JC Talks, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly, and I'm so grateful that you've joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. Hey, so we have been talking about this idea of long-term thinking, and I want to stay here for a couple more days because this past weekend at the church that I have been at for a little over seven years, we had kind of our congratulatory weekend for our senior pastor who has now stepped into the role of founding pastor. And um, he's he started the church back in 1988. He's been there 34 years now, and um, which is a really incredible feat, to be honest with you. I, I, I think that anybody who stays anywhere 34 years is something to be proud of. But this is a senior pastor who started a church. He came from Alabama. He spent some time up in San Francisco, the Bay Area, and then moved down to San Diego. And his prayer was at the time, if you, uh, his, his prayer to God was, if you would give me a lifetime of ministry in one location, I'll stay there uh, for the rest of my life. And he did. And uh, so he just moved into the, um, the title, the position of founding pastor. And so we celebrated him all week. And one of the things that came in that kept coming up last weekend on Friday and Sunday. So Friday night we had a dinner and then Sunday night or Sunday morning, we had a special guest speaker and we, we did some talking about that. And then Sunday night, we really celebrated him. You know, we decorated the entire building to look like Alabama, you know, the, um, that's his favorite school, the university of Alabama. And, uh, he's a huge Bama fan. And, and, uh, so we just had, you know, we had a, a little bit of a, uh, uh, like a ceremony. And I spoke at that for about five minutes. And afterwards we had this dinner and, and this idea of long-term thinking just kept coming up. This idea of consistency and staying at it and thinking for the long-term and coming somewhere and saying, hey, I'm going to stay at it for the rest of my life. So because I'm still in that mindset and maybe as a way to honor him, his name is Russ Cox. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this idea of long-term thinking this week. So we'll kind of stay here a little bit longer, and then we'll move into uh, other topics next week. So here's what I have in front of me today. Um, six ways. So this is an article I found actually on AmericanExpress.com. However, it was originally posted on 99u.com. Okay. So they kind of stole it from there and I'm stealing it from here. Okay. AmericanExpress.com, six ways to improve long-term thinking. And they're probably posting it on their website because financially that's a really good way to think is long-term as opposed to what, um, what, uh, what fits us and what makes us, you know, excited today. So here we go. Let's dive in. It was written by Sean, uh, Blanda, Sean Blanda, who's the managing editor and producer at Behance Incorporated. Here's the summary, how you can keep an eye on the long term, just like Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos. So here's the article. If you want to know about Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos, obsession with longevity, longevity, excuse me, all you have to do is read about his side projects. You could check out his super secretive aerospace company, Blue Origin, or you could look in the uh, Sierra Diablo mountain range in Texas, where Bezos is carving out a hole 
in, in one of the mountain sites to build a 10,000 year clock using $42 million of his own money. Like, can you imagine that as a side project? Why focus? Here's what the article says. Why focus 10,000 years into the future? The answer lies in Bezos's letter to Amazon shareholders from 1997 when the company went public, a manifesto of sorts about the benefits and approaches to long-term thinking. The 1997 letter's main point was this. We can't realize our potential as people or as companies unless we plan for the long term. Every subsequent year, Bezos has ended shareholder letters by attaching the original 1997 essay with reminder of the importance of thinking long term. And every year he has proven right. Now, this is so good for me to hear because we live in a time where it is just so instant. Everything is instant. Facebook is instant. Instagram is obviously instant, right? TikTok. um, I don't know the other, you know, the other platforms that people are on LinkedIn, Twitter, they're also instant and everything's small and everything's bite-sized. And so what this is talking about, again, one of the most successful companies probably in all of the world over time, amazon.com was founded on this principle of long-term thinking. The article goes on to say, The company that started out as a few guys in a garage has now revolutionized the way we buy everything from books to toys to clothes. Amazon is now one of the 100 largest companies in America, uh, most uh, mostly thanks to bold long term plays like the Amazon Kindle. And I remember years ago when Amazon first came out and, and it was an online bookstore. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to buy there. And people would recommend, well, 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 just purchase this book on Amazon and it's going to come to you in the mail and it's much easier. I know I'd go to Barnes and Nobles because, and, and, and even to this day, I love a library. I love a bookstore, but I thought this was silly. And I thought the best way is to go put your hands on a book, sit down in those big comfy chairs that Barnes and Nobles always had, or they probably still have. Um, I haven't been to a bookstore in years, so I'm not sure. Uh, but go and, and, and kind of be in the middle of the books. And that's how you could buy books. And nowadays, again, like I just said, I haven't been to a Barnes and Nobles in ages, maybe a decade. Uh, I haven't been there unless maybe I'm out somewhere and I'm looking for something to do for a few extra moments and then I'll walk into a Barnes and Noble. Um, but they've revolutionized everything. The article goes on to state, if everything you do, okay, so this is Bezos talking, if everything you do needs to work on a three-year time horizon, then you're competing against a lot of people. But if you're willing to invest on a seven-year time horizon, You're now competing against a fraction of those people because very few companies are willing to do that. In a nod to Bezos's obsession with long-term thinking, we've combed through a dozen interviews and profiles on the CEO and pulled out a handful of his day-to-day habits that that can help you keep an eye on the long-term just just like Bezos. So here are the ideas. And I I apologize. I have my phone sitting next to me and it's going off. I've got some text messages coming through. Uh, So my apologies uh, for that. And they may continue to go off here, but we'll just focus here on the article. So here we go. Six different ways, I believe it says, um, for how all of us listening uh, can uh, uh, think more long-term. Um, and some habits that we can pull out to help us think more long-term. So number one is this, write out new ideas, okay? So here's, here's, what the, uh, here's what the article says. At Amazon, senior executive meetings don't start out with conference calls or PowerPoint presentations. They start out with reading, lots of it. 
And here's what it says in a fortune profile about Amazon. Bezos says the act of communal reading guarantees the group's undivided attention. Writing a memo is an even more important skill to master. Full sentences are harder to write, he says. They have verbs. The paragraphs have topic sentences. There is no way to write a six-page narratively structured memo and not have clear thinking. goes back to that sentence or that statement I heard a long time ago. Uh, something along this, um, writing makes an exact man. So reading makes a full man. Speaking makes a... I don't know, a thinking man or something. Writing makes an exact man. I'm, I'm getting that quote wrong, but it goes back to this idea that when you have to write things out or when you have to um, read things even, but I would say writing even more, um, it makes you have better and clearer thinking when you're putting your thoughts on paper. This is why journaling is so important for us as human beings. Let's go back to the article. Uh, as Ben Kasnocha points out, when you're speaking, it's easy for audiences to fill in the gaps in your ideas and for you to gloss over the details. By demanding uh, his team to write everything out, it makes them consider all aspects of an idea to make it more durable for years to come. Okay, so that's not so. So that's number one: uh, write out new ideas. Number two is this: incentivize, in, incentivize, incentivize. Excuse me, I'm getting that word wrong. Incentivize team members for the long term, and how you do this: make them owners. Compared to the lavish lavish salaries and perks of some other established Silicon Valley tech companies, Amazon likes to run lean. The company doesn't give its employees free snacks. They keep salaries low and even once allegedly prefer to use doors as desks instead of expensive modern furniture. But that doesn't mean employees aren't well compensated. They're just not maybe as well compensated as other companies out there. Amazon prefers to reward employees with stock options rather than cash. Bezos explains his logic in the 1997 letter. We know our success will largely be affected by our ability to attract and retain a motivated employee base, each of whom must think like and therefore must actually be an owner. So that goes into if if you have your people have some investment in where the profits are going, they're going to make sure that each decision that they make is going to be more of a thought out decision because they don't want to lose profit. That's money in or out of their pocket. Okay. Uh, So that's number two. Number three, follow the two pizza rule. Follow the two pizza rule. I love this one right here. It goes on to say Bezos believes in avoiding complacency at all costs, especially when reinforced by groupthink. So here's uh, from a Wall Street Journal profile on Jeff Bezos. One former executive recalled that at an offsite retreat where some managers suggested that employees should start communicating more with each other, Mr. Bezos stood up and declared, no, commun- no, he said this, no, communication is terrible. He wanted a decentralized, even disorganized company where independent ideas would prevail over group think. So here's what his antidote was. Make his teams as small as possible while throttling communication where appropriate. Bezos said he believed in two pizza teams. If a team couldn't be fed with two pizzas, it was too big. So this goes to this idea of keeping uh, your organizations lean, keeping your teams lean. Uh, that will help them to communicate better, right? That will help to keep everything more decentralized um, and maybe more, as he would say, <coughs> excuse me, more disorganized, right? Uh, where group think, group think prevails versus this idea of top-down management, which is what most organizations are, okay? Now, I don't know if Amazon really does this. I've 
you know, I've read about other companies that talk about what they do. And then you actually get in and you see, okay, it's a little bit different from the values that they espouse versus the values that they actually act on. And so I don't know how that looks for uh, Jeff Bezos on the ground and Amazon. I've never worked for them before, um, but that's at least the values that, that they espouse. Make them two pizza teams. If a team can't be fed with two pizzas, it's too big. The society of lean. Okay. Number four, dedicate time to think about the future. A 1999 Wired profile of Bezos revealed that he purposely keeps two unstructured days a week on his calendar so he could allow his mind to wonder and generate new ideas. Sometimes he just surfed the web. Other times he set up his own meaning. So it's this idea of stopping, turning off the electronics, turning off all the digital tools that we use and spending time thinking. Um, and, uh, you know, I would echo that. Now, I'm not great at this, so I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not one to preach this. And again, it would be interesting to follow Jeff Bezos around and see, does he really uh, espouse that value or is that just something he says and it's not really the truth, okay? But I, I'm guessing it is. I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking a man who's built this kind of a company has spent time uh, thinking more deeply about it. I've heard Bill Gates talk about this. He takes reading weekends or reading vacations and he goes off and he just thinks and reads. And I guarantee he turns off all the phones and he's not answering emails during all that time. He's just thinking and he's just reading. I have found for myself personally that if I give myself a chance to read in those moments of reading, the thinking happens. I always have a note tab right next to me so I can think uh, as I'm reading, ideas come. This is another you know, important reason to be reading. Uh, you know, when we read about history, we read about biographies of other people that brings up ideas because, you know, nothing is new under the sun, right? And so it's important for us to be reading. But he's talking here, this article is talking here about thinking about the future. So setting aside time to even put the books down and just sit and think, right? Maybe, maybe you, you know, I think Steve Jobs would do this. He would go for walks. And in that time, he would just think. That's, that's a great, I know for me personally, I get a lot of thinking done when I head out on the trail somewhere and I've got this certain trail I like to walk around and, and I go for long walks, hour, hour and 15, hour and a half walks. It, it, it's amazing. Uh, by the time I get back, there's a new mindset. Something about being out and not having a speaker you know, not having headphones on, not listening to a podcast, but just thinking nature, the sun, <clears throat> excuse me, the path in front of me and just spending time thinking it really opens up the mind. And, and, and it does. It helps you to think long term. There's something about being in nature, being around something larger than yourself. I also love to go to the ocean when it's warm here in San Diego and just sit at the beach and take books. And it's amazing the kind of thinking and the notes I take then. So again, for all of us to be thinking uh, long term, well, one of the things we need to do is actually take time to think, right? If we're going to think long term, we have to actually spend time thinking. Number five is this routinely check in on long term goals. The same Wired profile reported that Bezos meets with his assistant every quarter to assess his progress on 12 preselected initiatives. Mainly, he wants to assure himself that he is spending adequate time on each one by reviewing the past three months of his calendar. This exercise enables him to check in to make sure he stays true to his long-term goals while not getting distracted by new fleeting ideas. So, so again, it's, it's this idea of having your long-term goals, whether they're personal, professional, uh, for your team, for your organization, have them written out 
and then spend time once every quarter. I would almost say this once a week or once a month, but this is what Jeff Bezos says, and I'm not going to argue with his, uh, you know, with his outcomes or with what he does, but he makes sure at least once a quarter he sits down uh, with his assistant and they assess the progress on those long-term goals, right? And I'm, I'm guessing it's because every quarter he is bombarded, or at least has been when he was CEO, he was bombarded with the day-to-day operations. And so, every quarter to step away four times a year to step away and say, okay, how are we doing long-term? That's a great thing. So again, it's this idea of routine, routinely checking in on the long-term goals and however you want to do that works best for you. Um, You know, for me, I try to keep tabs on those at least once a week. And even if it's just looking at it and, and, and it's just a reminder for me, like, Hey, here's, here's where you're going. You know, this is the importance for me of having a vision board. It constantly reminds me, here's the direction you want to go. Here's where you're trying to take your life. And that just makes things a little bit better. Okay. So number six, and our final tool here to help us think long-term, it says this, work backwards. As Amazon jumps from books to music, to web hosting, to content creation, its endeavors may seem random, but all are the results of working backwards from a common goal of customer satisfaction. That's very big for them, what the customer feels, what the customer experiences. This is opposed to a skills forward approach where people and companies let what they are good at determine next steps. Okay. And so here is a a, a small paragraph from Bezos's 2008 shareholder letter. Here's what Bezos has to say. Eventually, the existing skills will become outmoded. Working backwards demands that we acquire new competencies and exercise new muscles, never mind how uncomfortable and awkward feeling those first steps might be. Okay. So again, if we're constantly focusing on what skills we have right now, uh, they're going to become outdated. They're, go- they're, uh, they're going to become outmoded. And so, again, this idea of long-term thinking keeps us on this idea of, okay, here's the long-term goal. What new skills might I need to learn right now in order to help me reach that long-term goal? The article goes on to state, Bezos even applies this logic to his personal life. When he has to make big decisions, he often works backwards and thinks about how he'll feel about the choice uh, when he is 80. This goes back to what we talked about on the podcast before second term, um, second term or or, uh, second order, third order, fourth order, fifth order consequences going all the way out to when you're 80 to 100 years of age. How will you feel about this decision that you're making right now? As he was weighing whether to quit his day job to start Amazon, he told Wired that that potential regret made him say yes. And then Bezos says this, am I going to regret leaving Wall Street? No. Will I regret missing the beginning of the internet? Yes. So again, uh, that's one great way to think long-term is to think out when you're 80 years old, when you're 85 years of age, you're sitting on your rocker. Well, if you're like me, you're not going to have a rocker. You're still going to be working at 85, but at least by then you're, you're, you're going to know within the next 15 to 20 years, you will be passed away. Your time on earth has come to an end. Uh, do you feel good about the decisions that you've made? And if you look back and you would say, man, I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done this. Uh, those are the decisions you have to make. And I will tell you this on a personal level. I've just come through and I would say I'm still kind of in it a little bit right now. I've just come through a really long season of a big risk risk that I took jumping off a full-time job with a great salary, decent benefits. 
and saying, I'm going to go out for the thing I want to go out for, and I'm going to trust it's going to happen. That came from looking at this idea long-term and saying, when I'm 80 years old, what am I going to regret and what I'm not, and, and what am I not going to regret? So I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Think long-term, uh, and that will help you as you're making decisions today. So again, just, uh, just a really quick review. Write out new ideas, number one. Number two, incentivize team members for the long term. Make them owners in your company somehow. If you're running a nonprofit, figure out how they can be owners. Give them more empowerment. Give them more authority. Give them more responsibility, okay? And and tie their rewards, you know, whatever rewards you give them to that authority, to that responsibility, to that empowerment. Follow the two pizza rule. If your team is, is um, if two pizzas can't feed your team, it's, it's too big of a team. Uh, dedicate time to think about the future. That means actually giving time one or two days a week or maybe carve out some hours where you think about what your future looks like. Routinely check in on long-term goals and work backwards. There you go. Long-term thinking. Again, we're here because I truly believe this is the path towards success. This is one of the greatest mental models that I am accepting in my own life. One of the uh, most important principles that I've laid out for my own life is to really uh, make the habit of in every decision I make, whether it's relational, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whether it's organizational, to think long-term. And that could be, again, seven years out, 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out, 50 years out, whatever it may be. When I'm seven years away from right now, what's the decision that I'll feel most proud about? So that's all I got for you today. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I will see you soon. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Take care. 